Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Salima Villani. She is an international keynote speaker, an innovation strategist, adjunct professor of design, thinking, and entrepreneurship, as well as an author. Salima, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So looking at your LinkedIn profile, you've done a lot of things. And I'm always curious about the origins and genesis and the hows and those transition points. How old were you when you realized that you were fairly ambitious as a person? I don't think I realized it until I was told that. Uh, probably in my mid-20s or my late 20s. And I think the times that I was most ambitious, I, I just didn't really have the community around me to tell, some, tell me something like that. <laughs> so tell our guests, since some of our listeners, maybe they're ambitious, maybe they're not, who knows, but I'm curious, what can you share with someone that might not be that ambitious or might not have the same drive as you? Because it seems like you've done so much stuff, but how do you do that stuff if you don't even, if you're not that motivated? So any suggestions on people who want to be as ambitious as you, or as driven as you? Yeah, sure. So I think ambition can come from a variety of sources. I think earlier in my career, ambition was out of necessity and it was because I was in crisis or survival mode when I couldn't find a job coming out of the last financial crisis in 2009. Uh, I, you know, I had nothing else to rely on other than my own skills. And so the ambition, I didn't even consider ambition. I didn't consider ambition. I didn't even consider myself an entrepreneur. In fact, I was quite embarrassed that I couldn't find a job and resorted to the path of having a business to sustain myself, the translation business back in those days, which, you know, we were like the, one of the leading agencies online that was helping businesses go digital when, you know, businesses were buying domain like .fr, .pt. And we were, I was based in Italy and helping a lot of businesses go global with their digital presence. And it was interesting because I think when I went further along in my career, uh, having you know worked in uh, some different roles as an entrepreneur within organizations as well as consulting, and also found you know starting some different ventures, some succeeded, some failed, some acquired, uh, you know the story. And I think ambition also can come from trying to find your sweet spot, and whether it's the process of just self-discovery. And I, I think it's a process that oftentimes we go through when we are in our, I like to call it your 1.0, and you're sort of, you know, feeling stuck or you're on autopilot, and you know that you're not uh, maximizing your impact or your potential. And at this point, what often happens is people usually go through an experience or a journey where they burn out, they, you know, they get burnt out, they often are working a corporate job or they're doing something that, that, you know, they need to transition out of because they're not happy. And they go through this process of trying to find themselves and try to figure out like, what is it that I do want to do? And what is it that I can do that's going to make me happy? And they jump into this creative, uh, you know, this creative period of their life. And oftentimes I call that your 2.0. And that's what you often think is that big transition you're going to make. And that's what you're going to be doing. And that's your purpose. But usually I think that at that point, when you're in your 2.0, you're going through a really, really long learning curve and you're learning a lot. You're doing something more fulfilling. It's also very challenging, but it's not yet it. And I think that the level of ambition there, it's very high because people are trying to figure stuff out. But we also see that a lot of people feel stuck at some point there too. And they're like, oh, wow, this is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. 
and then they go through another crisis mode and then that's when they're sort of like oh well maybe there's something else where my self-mastery is and after they go through that learning process they have to discover what am i really good at what am i passionate about what are people willing to pay for you know think about their icky guy and uh, what does the world need right now and then it's sort of transitioning from 2.0 to 3.0 and i think that's where um the ambition sort of changes and anyways i don't want to go too in depth about this but i think yeah. that ultimately it can be um, out of necessity or because of the mindset and wanting to uh, find oneself and, and go through that personal growth journey. Well, <laughs> the only reason why I'm laughing is you literally just shared the journey and process of life in a span of three minutes. And of course we can't get into too many details, but I know many people don't think like you don't act like they don't do what you do and you think very sharp and you're really smart. So I want to keep it simple. So, Yes, there's these questions that people are asked. And yes, there are these various transitions and turning points. But in terms of how you felt you were able to navigate, not even just careers, businesses, languages, continents, dialects. I'm just curious, is there a, a guiding thread along those things? Because I know it sometimes you say, well, I couldn't find a job, so I started my own company. But what do you feel has allowed you to you're like a comedian. You're like that woman mystique in X-Men where you morph into whatever you want, it seems. And in a most complimentary words, so I'm just curious, what do you feel, what quality do you feel that you have to be able to really pivot so quickly? Yeah. I think because I've worked in so many different fields and areas and I'm a, some people would call me a seasoned generalist with expertise in a few different areas. And I've done so much that at this point I've become brand agnostic in terms of, or, or I, I'm sort of like not big on just having titles because I think that we can't be boxing ourselves these days because a lot of us are doing so many different things. A lot of people do side hustles and want to be defined by whatever they're doing, their personal projects or whatever. But ultimately I think that because we're in such a, a world full of uncertainty that's constantly, you know, it's very dynamic. It's constantly changing. We're also changing. I don't think it's about figuring out who you are at the core. I think it's like, who are you today? Because your story is going to change every single day. You kind of have to keep updating. If you're, you know, a speaker, an author, or, uh, you know, service-based entrepreneur, you kind of have to keep updating your, your bio every yeah, few yes weeks. Yes and no, but, but let's say if I write a book, the pages might change and the chapters might change, but it's still a very specific theme. Otherwise, it's not a good book. So, but you're saying that you don't, I mean, for you, do you feel you have that deep level of alignment with, this is your root, this is your purpose. And from there, all these other branches and leaves of beauty and productivity come from. I'm just curious because you've done so much stuff, but I've done a lot of stuff, but there are all different branches and extensions of who I am as a person. My entrepreneurship is my platform, education is my purpose. So it's very clear that though on the surface, it might seem, well, you do a podcast, you're a speaker, you're a coach, but no, but the foundation is still the same. So for you, do you feel that, that that's something that, Yes, helps people not because for me it's been super grounding to have a very clear foundation of why I'm doing what I'm doing, what am I doing, but it's still an extension of who I am as a person. Yeah, sure. So yeah, there, there's another answer I can give on that is that I do think that if I look back at where I started and reflect back and revisit those experiences, which I've been doing as I'm writing my book, Innovation Starts with I. I realized that there are a lot of connections between what I actually was really good at doing, what I was actually doing, and who I was at that time, and who I am now. And there are a lot of connections. Uh, if you think about when I started the help, you know, co-founding the language school in Brazil, uh, that was definitely like a pursuit of entrepreneurship. 
uh, or entrepreneurship, uh, starting the translation business, you know, the languages, being able to connect with different cultures and people, writing proposals. At the end of the day, it was knowing where to get our customers and uh, knowing where to hire, uh, you know, our, our, our gig workers, our translators. And it was really cool to see that now I, I've taken all those things. They've led to other things like working for, uh, you know, helping become a storyteller or a brand evangelist for a freelance market, you know, a tech company like Upwork and, uh, you know, transitioning into, okay, well, I also have a remote team in, in Colombia and in different countries. Well, let, let, let's, let's talk about, because again, you've done so much stuff. It, it, it's quite impressive, but I, I really want our listeners to, to learn the how, right? So we only have about a minute or two left. How, well, first of all, your book is Innovation Starts With I. So in the most briefest way, what can you share with the listeners that if they say all of them are you're reading your book, what's the one message you hope that they get from your book? Yeah, so the message for my book is that we need to focus on being and knowing who we are and having self-awareness. And we do that through spending time alone by constantly looking at ourselves and understanding what are our greatest strengths? What do we love doing? What's our sweet spot? But more importantly, listening to feedback, asking for feedback from the people around you. And not just people that know you really well, but also people, some of your weaker ties, some of the people that don't know you as well, because they're going to see you how you show up today and not necessarily who you have been your entire life. So I think getting those different perspectives, uh, having mentors, sponsors, just getting that feedback, being more aware of your hidden or, you know, that some of your hidden talents, some of those areas that you might be terrified of or some of the things that you might consider your weaknesses that are just waiting to become your biggest strengths. I think just developing that self-awareness is key. Uh, and that's where innovation starts. It starts with the individual, it starts with the mindset, it starts with knowing who you are. Nice. Well, Salima, thanks so much for sharing your mindset with us today. How can our guests stay in touch with you? Yeah, so people can follow me on social media at Salima Bolani, the, uh, the main handle, and they can also visit salimabolani.com. And uh, yeah, stay in touch. Probably LinkedIn is the best. Great. Thank you so much, Salima. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Thanks, Christopher. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.